0: Welcome to Frame of Reference. Informed intelligent conversations about the issues and challenges facing everyone in today's world. In-depth interviews with Sauk County's leaders and professionals to help you expand and inform your frame of reference. Brought to you by the Max FM Digital Network. Now here's your host, Raul Labresh. And welcome another edition of Frame of Reference. That's right, you heard it in the title, so we didn't change between the title and now, it's still Frame of Reference. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. Uh, this has been an exciting new en- an endeavor for me. Uh, those of you that have listened in the past, we had a show, Mornings at McFarland's, for about five years on 99.7 Max FM and the radio broadcasting area, and we've switched over to the podcast format, which I have to say has been really enjoyable from my perspective. I get to have deeper discussions with people, or at least longer ones, and we don't have to worry about, your show has to end in 25 minutes. Um, and one of the people that I have gotten to talk with on that show, I really enjoyed our conversations in the past. So when I was thinking about different uh, things to talk about, this guy's name just came up in my memory, Uh, and it's because the topic we're going to be covering today, which is recreation, is something he is an expert in, in so many ways, many more than I will ever be. So uh, I'm speaking of none other than John Lian, and John is sitting across from the table, Welcome, John. Thanks so much for getting up and joining me on Frame of Reference. Hey, Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So, John, tell people just real quickly what's your current position. I've always thought of you as a, an expert because, I, if I remember right, you're the director of community education and recreation. Yes, and for the Sauk Prairie School System.
1: Or so. Is it? Yeah. So let's let's kind of clear that up a little okay. bit. So, uh, so director of community education and recreation. Uh, so got that part right. Yep, Good. Okay. Yep, yep. So it's for the school district and the. Recreation Commission. So it's kind of a split entity that my position is that uniquely is 50% school district and 50% for the municipalities. Okay. Um, I started out when I first got here in 2010 was being just the Recreation Director. Um, And that was specifically just for the Recreation Commission, just focused basically just on recreational programming and partnering with the Villages on Parks. And then as transition happened in 2012, uh, with Marianne Marks transitioning away from Community Ed, uh, the district and the Recreation recreation commission just had a conversation about okay. what is the best way to potentially transition this, but also make sure, um, that as we know in recreation, and community education, our goals and missions and values are supremely aligned. Sure. Uh, so sure. was able to have the fortunate, uh, opportunity, uh, to be able to create that position. Um, and now it's been eight years as crazy as time flies, but it's been eight years since that's happened. Nice to create your own job, isn't yeah. it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't get much better than that unless you're an entrepreneur and you build your own company, right? Correct. <laughs> so, correct. But, okay. Well, John, so we always start our show out with the part I like to call my favorite thing. So just imagine, you know, Julie Andrews singing my favorite – mm-hmm. whatever. But uh, And this just a chance to kind of banter off. This is very rorschach if that's a, a word. Uh, just come with – it comes up with the first thing. There's no, no right or wrong answers. There's probably off-color ones. So, you know. Yep. And whatever. Um, but let's get into it. Uh, favorite
1: food? Favorite food would be crab legs. Crab legs. And pizza, right? Pizza, but it's a certain kind of pizza. Oh, is there? What, what's the kind? Got Yeah. Know. So Harris Pizza from Quad Cities, Illinois, from Rock Island, Illinois. That's really? where my parents grew up. Okay. Pizzas to die for, you can get it half-baked. So oftentimes when they visit down there, they bring it back. And it's just something about – maybe that's just the memories right, that come with that area. So it it is pizza, but I would say if there's something that I would love to eat, uh, probably not every day wouldn't be good for my health. Uh, but would it be crab legs okay There's something something about that so just, a place uh, that has like un, all you can eat crab legs that 's like
0: heaven on earth for you that, that? would be heaven on earth okay. it's
1: not you know it 's rare now um, yeah. there might have been a couple you know businesses that my family might have gone to eat maybe we put them out of business we ate too many crab legs <laughs> uh, but uh, our entire family that 's always been possible you know, two pounds might not be enough, ten pounds may not even be enough there 's the right people around the table wow. with that so wow, it's just that's something
0: isn 't that cool too about pizzas you, I, I love how you pointed out it was the the pizza you grew up with. I'm kind of the same way. There's a pizza, uh, a place that's not even in existence anymore. Francesco's yeah. in Milwaukee, Southside, had just incredible pizza from my perspective. And it had a certain kind of trust, uh, crust, a certain kind of sauce. And you know, I've spent my life trying to find a replacement for Francesco's. And it yeah. just, I haven't
1: found and it. And it it's yet. hard. And this is a pizza that isn't cut in triangles or even the squares. Think of like long pizza fry strips. Is huh. like their signature, Isn't. so that's different. The sauce, the flavor, everything's different, sure. and the sure. experience with it. It's just kind of it's the perfect it's the perfect <sighs> coming for me. Uh, food, food, food. food, 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 food. Talk about that all day. How
0: yeah. about a favorite quote? Do you have a favorite quote uh, that you
1: use? Favorite, favorite quote. Uh, I had to think about this a little bit, you know, and kind of in kind of understanding where we're at there. But um, one I kind of jotted down was: if you quit once, it becomes a habit. Never quit, and that was me. That was came from Michael Jordan. Okay. And I think me growing up with sports and wanting to now look at life in general and work and just kind of maybe today, you know, that we're in today is don't ever quit. Make sure that you continue to move forward in everything you do Uh, and give it your all. I think, I mean, obviously cliche is, you know, give it 110%, uh, but that one always kind of stuck with me and one that I think my dad instilled with me, you know, in coaching um, and in a lot of things within my life.
0: Jordan's such an interesting guy, too, because I read something about him that said when he played with better players, he had to play better. You know, he just kind of always met the challenge with not, oh, my God, I'm playing with a better player. It was like, okay, well, now I just have to play better. I, yeah. l- less tolerance for mistakes kind of thing, which is, yeah. I thought, what a great attitude to look at a challenge, right? So, okay, what's your favorite color? Easy. Blue. Blue,
1: okay. Blue. Any particular blue or just? No, uh, okay. just just Blue. And ironically, it's, I'm wearing blue.
0: Look <laughs> okay. at we'll that. So uh, what's your favorite thing to do when you have some free time?
1: Yeah, my favorite thing to do when I have some free time, uh, get outside. I think coming from me, people won't be surprised going to parks, <laughs> uh, you know, in that avenue. Uh, certainly with my daughter, right, it, it's opened things in a whole new lens. Uh, okay. She's five years old now. Uh, but going to different kinds of parks and understanding the playgrounds, the different seeing it now through her eyes. Sure. And, but as a kid, that's kind of where it always transitioned for me was going to different parks and sure. you know, going to the campground, you know, those avenues. Being able to get out, get outside, but more importantly, explore parks and kind okay. of see all the great things they have to offer. Okay.
0: Yeah. Charlie Luthen, when he was on the show, was talking about just uh, getting people to be outside is a, one of the best ways he knows of t- to turn all of us into conservationists, you yes. know, because you start to think about, oh gosh, yeah, I really this is important. You can't get this anywhere else. You know, maybe the domes of Milwaukee kind of approach a little bit of it, but you know, yeah. You know?
1: And that, I mean, the domes, those are incredible. And even Charlie had, I actually had the opportunity to sit with him outside last week, you know, and, and getting outside to meet him a little bit and understanding that, you know, with their apple tree project, right. You know, and having that conversation, just incredible, you know, to sure just, he's a wealth of knowledge. So
0: how about a favorite historical personality?
1: Ooh, favorite historical personality? I can't even think of one that comes off the top of my head for that one. Um, personality wise, historical.
0: Someone that you would like to emulate, or someone, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a national historical. There, there. Sometimes I think are people in our lives that just are. We think about how you mentioned your dad, you know. but yeah. There are people that are really kind of formative for us, or that we go, I want to be more like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think from a from a forward thinking person, I guess. From just, I guess, I guess, I guess, you mentioned my dad. And I guess that's the person I'm thinking of. I, I guess I'm gonna more flip this to just someone who I think has laid the good history for me. Okay. Um I you know I think that's just kind of where my dad comes from from being able to you know in coaching and work ethic and kind of where a lot of my roots stem from um you know Again, he's probably going to joke. him am dad. I'm sorry. You're not that old. You're not. You're not historically that old. But uh, uh, he'll laugh when he listens to this. But again, you're a they,
0: historical artifact. You're a historical dad. artifact. Yeah. I'm but, sorry. Uh, no,
1: he's someone. He's someone I definitely look yeah. up to. And uh, yeah, that one's just not sticking to me right now. Uh, so. I get it. I get it. So
0: you're going to want to make sure he listens to this on Father's Day. Probably, I will. Okay, I will. just to point it out. Yeah. So, right, and my my favorite question before we segue here is, what, what's a favorite memory of yours from childhood?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Me was uh, the campground. Um, we had a camp. And oftentimes that's where uh, we would drive four hours uh, from Racine, Wisconsin, where I grew up. Uh, I was Lake Warren. And essentially what that meant is we had campers, but everyone next to us was family, right? You had grandma and grandpa. You had other family members come and camp. And that was always kind of the every Friday parents got off work, um, you know, three o'clock, four o'clock, jumped in the car and drove there for the weekend. Hmm. And that I think was the best memory for me because that was with grandparents every weekend. And there, right, was I think really when it comes to recreation, probably is what might have instilled in me a lot of that, because there you had, right, you had the lake for swimming um, to, you know, experience that. You had the baseball diamond. You had a playground there. You had a, like a three, I, I think, eventually they put in like a mini par three golf course. So I think there's all these pieces there that that's where I hit the golf clubs around, right. You know, played sure. baseball and catch and, sure. but also family, sure. I think was very important. And that's where, right. When I had my, my, my puppy, that's where we always took her and grew up with her there. And uh so that was one of the, I think one of the neatest things. And, and when I was around middle school, you know, we got rid of it and it, it, made sense with that transition as, you know, as life got busier. Um But being younger, man, that was some of the best times ever.
0: Isn't it interesting too how uh, stuff like that, if you're having a, a tough time with stuff, and you can just recall those times, how it just shifts our mood, you know, or have certain smells. They, they say the olf- olfactory smell or, you know, sense is the thing that will bring us back to the past more easily than anything else. Mm-hmm. So I think of like bread, you know, baking bread just makes me think of my mom and, you know, yeah. all those times. So uh, and it just puts you in a whole much better place Uh, I think
1: there's all those pieces or like when I think anytime I for example would be chocolate milk my grandma used to be the old school Hershey syrup (laughs) milk right and squeeze you'd seem like half the bottle in there but anytime I drink chocolate milk it's almost like when you buy the stuff at stores it's delicious but it's not the same I feel like if I ever make chocolate milk it's going to be the old fashioned way but there's that smell about that yeah. you know and there's those things from certain things baking or even just certain smells when you walk into certain stores or other areas Right. it's amazing what our brain triggers yeah um from yeah. memories yeah. around that.
0: And isn't that interesting? Because that, I think, gives us a, a really wonderful launching point for the whole idea of recreation. You know, and I've been thinking a lot about the word, honestly, recreation, that it's a, a, a combination of re-create- shun. So we have this whole process of recreating, you know, and the the importance of, you know, on the seventh day, rest, you know, and and on that seventh day, there should be some recreation, probably, because, you know, recreation is very restful, even if you do a lot of activity. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I'm a Star Trek guy. wear my Star Trek shirt, you know, and I think of, you know, Spock and one of the episodes saying, you humans are so interesting because you spend all this energy, you know, when you're on vacation, you know, when you're recreating. It just makes no sense when well, we just, you know, breathe, we just think and meditate and blah blah blah. But there is something about that, right? I mean, you're you're speaking about it as a kid, that recreational process where you figured out early on and saw evidenced early on uh, the need for that in people. How do you how does that translate into what you do today?
1: Yeah, I think from 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 our standpoint, of recreation is really for all. Um, and it can be a multitude of experiences. And I think that can be, when people say recreation, a lot of people think sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, recreation is getting out and walking on your local trail, uh, planting a tree, or experiencing the outdoors, or having being in a painting class. Um, I think it's really about the experience, right? Um, it can almost be similar to art, of really wanting to express yourself in 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 many different ways sure and i think that's where we can all relate in some way we relate the most with sports i understand that one because it's nationally on tv and we see it much more prevalent you know in that fashion but really we've just we've learned over time right the study of movement and our health everything can correlate to that Mm -hmm. and there are certain pieces just like whether it's therapeutic or whether it's Doctors could prescribe, they could write it to say, make sure you go for a walk today or make sure you go sign up for your local basketball camp today. Um, It's almost like there are certain, and I've seen a really clever thing in a lot of other parks and other things around um, our nation are almost like RX, right? The prescription parks is your RX today should be go down to your local park or go down to the playground with your little one. Sure. Um, So I think there are certain pieces where we can kind of all connect in some in some way with recreation, sure. But really, when it comes to just the benefits, the benefits, the benefits of that. But also, I will say, in today's world, I feel parks have thrived almost even more, and probably have yeah. come more to the forefront yeah. of understanding that. Wow, these public and outdoor spaces are critical. Yeah, are critical. And I know the National Park and Rec Association has really strongly emphasized that mm-hmm. and tried to put some initiatives about around. How how we should really bring that to the forefront sure, and how we should have conversations around funding for parks or just certain opportunities for recreation uh, because we need to be outside more than ever right now, Right, but also we need to be active too. And right. also when you have children that are either in a hybrid or a virtual schedule, uh, how are they getting active and how are they getting outside and what is their means of – of having recreation right, right. Um, because our incredible gym teachers they, they can't be there every day now right uh you know there's right. those fashions so i think in today's world uh recreation is needed more than ever uh, for all of us but not just for kids even for adults and sure. seniors and whether it's hopping on on biking it was very sure. interesting to see how kind of during this time that you've seen individual things increase like sports those types which is gymnastics or Biking or hiking or cross-country running. Pickleball. Pickleball. (laughs) Yeah, pickleball. Right? There are these things, activities that are outside, but also individual um, that provide a really unique recreational mindset and a different experience um, versus that competitive youth sports mantra.
0: Yeah, and isn't it it interesting, too, how um, so much of our even news media or you know social consciousness whatever the is focused on things like uh you know walking the 10,000 steps a day which apparently came out of a japanese marketing ploy you know and they they had uh, i think pedometers that they were trying to sell so 10,000 was kind of the magic number that they hit on and you know count yourself get up to that 10,000 whatever and you know medical evidence supports to some extent yeah 10,000 steps is a good Mm -hmm. standard five miles a day roughly right yep um but, you know, the more you get going on that, the more you want to do more of it. You know, I, I remember back when I was starting weight loss, you know, that 10,000 steps a day, I was like, oh, I'm lucky if I can get three or four or five in, you know, and now I'm doing 16, 17, 18. And it's just because you start doing it. It's like, wow, I've, I feel better huh big surprise right so cardiovascular health huh better my doctor was like giddy with you know you lost 70 what pounds you know it's so uh it, all of that feeds into other things. I've got more energy to get things done at work. Yep. And I've got more energy to get things done when I get home from work, you know? Uh, you know, and McFarland's too, where we find, um, like outdoor stuff you're alluding to. Yeah. You can't keep campfire pits in stock right now. You know, people are just wanting to have those campfire, iron ring campfire pits that they can put in their side yard, backyard and have fires outside because you can have a, a larger gathering of people and be Safer, safer by outside. doing that, but they're also going. Oh, yeah, campfires; those are kind of fun. I forgot how fun those
1: are. Yeah, right? yeah. Or just grab a fishing pole and go fishing, right. or you know, all right. those pieces. Yeah, you right. walk in. you I mean, your store, right? I think there's a lot of avenues where, like, the fire pits are gone, or maybe there's all the fishing poles, or yeah. certain things are probably lower. You're like, oh wow, I didn't see, I didn't understand why, but now, now, right. I mean, we come back to the core value part of it, right, and we understand that. Yeah, that would make sense why they're sure. doing that. Sure. You know, in that fashion. Even well, my own relationship of we we focus on home projects at home and you're like, Well let's have a patio out back. Why? Right. Why have a patio? Because we're able we poured the concrete and are able to put a fire pit right out back. Ooh. Oh Ooh, right. Yeah, okay. why not? That's great. So, that sounds like a great family thing to do. That's safe. So I can stay out there longer too, right? Yes. You know,
0: even into November,
1: December, whatever. You whenever, know, here whenever Wisconsin. like a beautiful day like today, I'm hoping right. this stays for a while. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah, maybe a couple of weeks at least. Right? Yeah, at least. So, at well, and least. even if it gets into November with a dreary months or whatnot, it's like, well, you know, a campfire can make a dreary day seem not so bad as yeah. well. So, when well, I like how you pointed out is explicitly that recreation is more than sports. It's more than being outside. It really is that recreating time, that time where we get a chance to do the things that kind of feed our spirit. I think ultimately mm-hmm. they regenerate us, you know, if you will. Yeah, Just think of like, how much
1: better you feel. Yeah. Right. When yeah. you participate in those things, we're the 10,000 steps? We probably all wish we had a chip ingrained in us that would buzz us, <laughs> you know, because we often <laughs> find ourselves sitting too often or yeah. not standing enough at work. Oh, boy. Uh, but I do, I think you, at least in exercise and in our activities, we hope that anyone who leaves one of our activities or just participates when and outside at a park or on a hike, try to remember how good you feel yeah. after that and yeah. also remember how the companionship you had with either a new teammate you made or the time with mom and dad yeah. or the time with your friends that you got to spend. Uh, I think it's a really valuable. Piece that, as I mentioned, I reflect on a lot yeah. with my upbringing, yeah. with still having really good friends who are on that team, or still right. have um, those memories of how I get excited to go to different parks with my daughter. Are probably because my grandma took me to different parks, you know, within their community, or n- never hesitated to take me outside, sure, you know, sure. and do those pieces. And in today's sure. world, um you know, just with obviously obesity and those pieces, wanting to be outside as much as possible just not even outside active right and active looks different for everybody right um but i think there's find find your niche find your passion in recreation and what that is right whether it's hiking biking fishing walking it can be a multitude of things. Right, or just sitting around a campfire, right? Yeah. yeah,
0: Fo- Folks, my guest today is uh, John Leon, the uh, Director of Community Education and Recreation here in Sauk Prairie, uh, and we're going to take a quick break to hear word from our sponsors, and as soon as we get back, we're going to what do you call that? Dive, yes. We're going to dive deeper into this whole idea of recreation and uh, why you should do it, so and how you need to find it sometimes for yourself. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back here on Frame of Reference, part of the 99.7 Max FM Digital Network. Here's something important you need to know about McFarland's at 780 Carolina Street in Sauk City. From our power equipment, farm parts, and service departments, we're always rolling. From our biggest farm equipment to your home tractor, we'll take good care of you from sales to service, no matter what the size. McFarland's, one block south of Highway 12 at 780 Carolina Street, where service is a family tradition. And we're back here at uh, Frame of Reference. I keep wanting to call it Mornings at McFarland's, especially when we have guests like you. No, this is not <laughs> Mornings at McFarland's, although we're at McFarland's recording this, but no, we're Frame of Reference where we get to talk with a variety of uh, Sauk County. Area leaders uh, in different uh, uh, domains, different professions, uh, and talk about the things that matter the most to them, because otherwise you don't become an expert in something unless it really matters. I mean, you'd get out of it, wouldn't you, quickly? Yeah. Uh, my guest today is John Leon, who's the Director of Community Education and Recreation uh, here in the Sauk Prairie. Uh, so, and you can see John pretty much any time, right down at the community center. If you, I know we have a little different situation with COVID right now, but that's yeah. where your office is, right?
1: Absolutely. Yep. Yep. 730 Monroe Street. Sox City okay. Community Center, and we are open. Okay. Um, we have, again, through this time, we have still have swim lessons, still caring for after-school club kids, still offering painting classes. We have a really unique activity. It's called Boo Sock Prairie. It just hit all Ooh. the papers uh, mm-hmm. just the other day and had our video on Facebook just yesterday where... You can boo somebody at their house, essentially. Think of it as a trick-or-treat, ding-dong-ditch style um, you know, kind of opportunity, but fun for our, our kiddos to um, leave a bag of goodies for their friends in sure. a safe way. Sure. And, you know, being able to do that. But, yep, huh. we're open, so come on in. How
0: much fun can that be? So uh, you've been in this leadership role now uh, for, t- what, 10 years, right? 2010, you said you started? Yeah, 2010
1: so. is, when I, is when I graduated from Wisconsin Lacrosse. Okay. Uh, I was in Monroe, Wisconsin for okay. about two and a half years. Okay. And I transitioned here in 2012. So okay. we're going on eight years in Socbury, my ninth school year, per se.
0: Okay. So as you're, you've been growing in that role, obviously, you know, over that amount of time, God help us if we don't grow in 10 years, yes, right? yes. Um, but ha- what kind of challenges have you faced? What are the things that have been um, maybe in some ways really difficult, but it also I think there's something about those challenges, right, that in the face of the difficulty of them, we ke- kind of keep getting driven to how else can I approach this? How else can I mm-hmm. make this better? How else can I make it happen the way I see it happening,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, in my transition here, you know, I think obviously there's always the challenge of wanting to right away find what are the niches and what are the gaps and what can we help fill uh, for certain activities? What I found quickly with Sock Prairie is they embrace everything, right? (laughs) Um, They're very supportive. I, but I think what we really wanted to make sure that we understood when I first got here, there was conversations around what are we doing for our seniors okay. and what are we doing for uh, adults also in activity. So there was things where we had a, you know adult volleyball leagues and men's basketball leagues, um, and over time naturally, right, the pickleball game grew. Right, and I think so. Right. I think pickleball was a transition for active seniors, um, and adding bingo and movies and doing those pieces. Um, but I think you know I think the biggest challenge that a lot of us sometimes. Struggle with uh, within recreation and community education, right? Is sometimes there's not an endless pool of funding yeah. and, and wanting to make sure that what are our programs set at the right price um, that's attractive enough for folks. And so I feel like we, we found our niche and markets available to
0: people, right? I and mean, available, yeah.
1: I mean, right. Um, and I think, too, uniquely, right? I think the one thing that we have in our community is we have a lot of incredible partnerships. Mm-hmm. That was the one thing I really was amazed with that we have two incredible libraries that program. We do an incredible job not to step on each other's feet. There is yoga studios and Pilates studios. And there are certain niches of kind of things you might see in other communities that the community center would run, right. but we partner instead. And we and we make sure to try to cross and talk and do those pieces. So I think the challenge of that was navigating that at first sure. and understanding of, I think, coming in from not wanting to ran it all in right. said, well, why isn't this all under one roof? Right. Um, instead of having the conversations and talking with Nancy Breinig and Marianne Marks and learning that these are partnerships that have been built over time, um, and these are things that we need to kind of work through. Uh, so I think, you know, from Peace is always, which is why every year, every two years, we're doing a needs assessment. Because recreation and community education changes constantly sure. in what it looks like and what those niches are. Um, and our community evolves. Sure. Um, and understanding kind of We want to make sure when we leave at the end of the day or at the end of our season, programming season, we kind of didn't leave anything behind. And we want to make sure there's no gaps missing. Um, can every child afford this program, those who need to participate or who can't participate, how do we get them in this program or how are the adults, how do we engage and pull them off their couch or how do they come to be in this class? I think that's a, a challenge that I'm surrounded by an incredible team. Uh, who has really embraced that? And we've done a lot of things, and we've evolved. And I'm really proud of how we've evolved.
0: So I'm curious, you know that that whole aspect that you've touched on with the um, working collaboratively, working in conjunction, you know, not uh, you know, well, we can do a Pilates course better here at the at the community center. So we're just going to start offering those or what? Or we should have that part of our our thing in our space. Um, that can be a really Challenging thing to counter, mm-hmm. um, especially if they don't quite do it the way that you think it should be done. You know, I mean yeah. that that's kind of a natural human. You know, you bring somebody on staff that's a Pilates expert. It's like, well, we should use our Pilates expert, right? <laughs> so, uh, how do you how do you rein that kind of thing in? How do you encourage people to continue to think in a cooperative fashion instead of in a control? I mean, ultimately, it's a you know consolidation versus cooperation, isn't it? I mean, yeah. kind of a mentality. Yeah. I think just
1: having those critical conversations, right, around, you know, we want to understand we set our, our prices at a certain point, so that's affordable. Um, but really, we want to make sure that we don't want to compete. Yeah. You know, I think that's unique, I think, here in Sauk Prairie. Especially think, in an in athletic environment, yeah. right? I mean, that's all about competition. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's all about competition. Uh, but certainly, it's like we have, uh, you know, a, a thriving yoga studio in town why Why would we try to compete with that and pull business away from a local business in Sauk Prairie? Right. Um, and I think there's that mindset even with the libraries. They have a lot of incredible free programming, um, and our niches are different, and our philosophies are different. And do we have things that cross over that might be arts and crafts at certain points? Absolutely. Right. But we talk a lot to each other and right. we share a lot with each other. Um, and I think there are those pieces there. And I think it also, if you relate it to the youth sports world, uh, there are competitive teams in town and clubs in town um, that have certain levels that's maybe at a select team only type piece. But underneath that, we've always had a recreational opportunity for Johnny and Joey to be and participate in soccer leisurely. Right. And so I think there's those opportunities. So I think if we, and if we found that there was a gap, that there wasn't a certain painting class being offered because no one else in town is offering it, then we would offer it um, or a partner. And there's often sometimes someone reaches out to us as an instructor sure. and we're like, you know what, I think that's a better fit. You should probably contact Lindsay at right. River Arts, right. or you should probably get in touch with so-and-so. And and I think that's the beauty of a lot of the pieces of collaboration um, around all programming and even the senior programming. We don't have a lot of senior programming specifically out of our office, but we partner with the ADRC to offer a senior meal daily at our building. A lot of folks aren't aware that 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 occurs through the ADRC, but they also bring in foot care clinics and other opportunities and bingo and dominoes and those things. So we really build ourselves partnerships. There's a lot of direct programming we do. It's incredible. But also, we have facilities that folks Mm -hmm. can rent that we can bring in um, to run great programming. So I think that's one thing that our team has really embraced and tried to, well, we can't offer it directly. We don't have the resources to do it. But who can connect us to that resource to bring it into town or into our building? Or who else is running it that we can help cross-promote? Because that's a really great idea. That's a really great offering that we want to try to share.
0: So when you, I I kind of feel like we're talking about this uh without even really talking about it but there's a a, a kind of a a philosophy or a way to think about leadership as having kind of secret sauce elements you know or or, you know things techniques methods uh that that help in those challenging situations in particular uh and conflicted situations sometimes Mm -hmm. do you find that there is a secret sauce for you or a, a technique a method that you go back to when when people are kind of getting more into the competitive instead of the cooperative uh that when they're getting into the exclusive rather than the augmentive um you know because that's the that's the other thing i find a, a lot sometimes is the uh, you know, in Hong Kong, they would say, you, you have a watch shop? Oh, great. I'll open a watch shop right next to you because then people that are looking for watches will come because they know they can see a bigger selection of watches here, right? Yeah. Um, so in Worth, we would be like, you know, dang, that watch guy opened next door to me. And blah, 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 <laughs> you know, it's just not the American way, right? Um, so how do you what, – what's your, your secret sauce there? Do, do you find that you have to kind of remind yourself of, of things to keep on that track?
1: Yeah, I think – Collaboration, communication, uh, empathy—you know—and understanding that uh, we all care for one another and we want to respect one another. I was taught that very right away in my, you know, early in my rec career of being within on Alaska, interning or in Monroe. I had great leaders above me that kind of had some of those similar philosophies mm-hmm. of collaborating strongly with partnerships. And I think you've seen in the park and recs across the state and community education. That's really what it's kind of evolved into. There are some that run the full umbrella; those are larger cities. But those more maybe mid-range, like us, and smaller. That, in order for us to be relevant um, and understand that, we—I wouldn't say we're on the level of the chamber of commerce, but we're certainly able to promote and cross-promote resources and partnerships, you know, and help with that. But really, I—I I, I pride myself in being a great communicator and sharing mm-hmm. um, and wanting to make sure. How can we get this done? I think if anybody in the town would approach us with an activity or an opportunity, uh, our team will be, let's find a way to get it done. Not right. Nah, we'll push it out, you know, out of the way. So I think really just continue to communicate and collaborate.
0: Boy, and you have to have drive, don't you? I mean, just that uh, it's so easy, I think, nowadays to uh, become exhausted and fatigued by – Oh, not this fight again, you know, or not this person again, you know, whatever. Uh, Same old, same old. Um, You know, is there a thing there that you're able to do that when you sense yourself being like, just don't want to fight that battle anymore or just don't have the energy for today? Do you find yourself going to a a place or thinking about things in a way that helps you to just kind of push through or drive through somehow?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think – you know, happiness conquers all, you know, kind of deal. But I think the one thing that we, in our profession, in our team at the community center, we're used to adapting. We're already, th- usually we're thinking six months ahead of time. Sure. Um, but nothing specifically, you know, but I think the one biggest thing is just, we're now instead of thinking six months ahead of time, we're just going a month at a time because we don't know what cards we're going to be dealt here, yeah, you, yeah, know, yeah. you know, You soon enough. But But I think the biggest thing, we, our entire world of our operations and programming has been earthquaked. I mean, there are no ifs, ands, or buts, right? Yeah. Of having to look at things different in smaller groups and how we operate, not bringing 50 kids together for a camp, you know, and those pieces. And really to, in a weird way, that's energizing, mm-hmm. right? Of really understanding, okay, what can we do different? What can we evaluate? What can we create now? Example, the Boosok Prairie or these pe- or other opportunities that things will look different now, but how can we conquer and still open the outdoor pool this summer? Sure. We did it. How can we still offer after school club? We did it. Sure. Um, we were able to pause, reflect, create, but that's what we do. And that's where we adapt. And every program we run is different in some fashion and how our brains go. Um, but I think really we just, we, prepared ourselves and we're able to weather that storm a little bit. Um, but I think really what really happens, I think amongst when you have a great team is the collaboration, um, but also we understand each other and understand sure. that there are, it may have been tougher for certain individuals and in certain paths there, um, but want to make sure that having a great team and that's a sports mantra, right. And, right. and a philosophy, right. but right. Um, that's exactly when you're surrounded by that, Any mountain in front of you isn't unclimbable.
0: Right. Well, and you think about that, uh, you know, we keep coming back to kind of these core issues of if you're healthier – you know, if you've recreated in you know, at a, a, a good enough degree, or you know at least an adequate degree, you're in a much better position to be adaptive, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you get run down, when you're you know not finding that there are other options, when you're not exposed to the different things that could be done, you know, that's reading, that's you know whatever. Getting out into the park and just going, wow, I am. What is what is that smell? I really like that smell. <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, you don't necessarily have that frame of reference, right? And, yep. Um, so are there, you know, we're talking about this uh, in terms of vision questing, if you will, or, you know, what's out there. Um, what kind of things do you see on the horizon for recreation? And, you know, and, and you just alluded to how you've had earthquaked, you know, kind of, uh, you know, a, a mentality right now of having to adapt to everything. But, you know, once this settles down, God, please, someday let it settle down. Please, but, yeah. you know, how do you think... 10 years from now, recreation may look different. Are, are you thinking about those? I mean, I think of like our senior population as the baby boomers really hit kind of their apex, which is, I guess, happening now. Happening. Yep. Well, that's going to eventually decrease again. So maybe those kinds of programs will at least have less attendance. But, you know, how does that change things? And what's the next pickleball? You know, any, does any, what are their forecasts or things? That you Yeah, look I, like, you know,
1: I wouldn't say there's anything uh, forecast specific. Uh, I do know the Aspen Institute, uh, just launched their project uh play twenty twenty uh report yesterday or a few days ago and really So we're recording in October. Would, that would
0: have been October fourth, third, yes. somewhere in there? Okay. Yep, yep,
1: okay. Yep. No, Thanks for thanks for referencing sure. that. And kind of what they what they alluded to is that like pre-COVID was about fourteen hours per day of activity, you know, in the sports and activity world that kids were in. And now it's right around seven point two during COVID. But oh, great. That, In a country
0: where obesity has always been a problem, right? <laughs> activity is down. You know, Activity Gee is down. Whiz.
1: And I think what oh. a lot of the counterparts around our state that we talk a lot about when we collaborate and have now Zoom meetings or conversations are we know recreation is going to look different. Um, I think one thing that they really want to focus on and what a lot of those things pointed out are probably more small-sided things. Right? Are those activities that get together that maybe more small groups until people build up that comfort level? But I think there is more back to the basics of what I said: recreational activity of we have this this new mindset of family um, and being together and having more time for those things. Um, even my own self personally of wanting being there's not as many activities going on at night, so now right. home more with family. I think people's mindsets will change. So we do do. Wh- where do we go with that? And it alluded to just probably more recreational based sports and activities um, versus more not as maybe not as much competition. Maybe the competition piece of of that will will lessen. Um, then also the small sided, the small sided pieces. And then three, of those individual sports that I alluded to earlier, more individualized pieces might might come out of that also. But it also is like, okay, that challenge of that went down to seven point nine hours per week. Um, and that's during COVID. We hope post COVID that will go up, you know, in that fashion of, of resuming things pretty much normal. But we understand recreation will look different. I don't think nobody knows what the next pickleball is. If you and I did know that, we should bottle that up and go with it now, right? Um, and understand right. kind of where we're at. Um, but or we start under- getting
0: the accessories constructed so that we could sell them, right? Yeah, and, you know, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: know, and I, you know, and I, and I think those are pieces. But I think the biggest thing when you know when in coming with that is those outside spaces, those spaces you need for recreation, are parks. Um, are these open spaces. And those are the things that, as we alluded to earlier, are are things that really haven't gotten a lot of attention and funding from what they say from a national perspective. But I would say rock on Sauk Prairie because we have not been that community that has not invested. And you look at the pieces, whether it's Riverfront Park or it's the Great Sauk State Trail, um, Culver Community Park coming, even the downtown area by uh, the library. Right. Salkberry has is an incredible job in doing that. Almost that others around us and in the state are envious of us um, in the great movement we've done with that. Sure. And I think that helps us during this time, but also post this time alluding to we've haven't just created athletic fields. We've created trails and open spaces really for all Um, Culver community park will certainly enhance that um, with different avenues there. But I think, recreation is going where it it might just be, where it's going to be more, not just camps, but just, I want to go to the park today. And I want to go experience this. I want to go walk on the trail um, and learn more about prairie.
0: So what do you say to the person who looks at those investments? Because they are, I mean, they're community investments. They're, uh, you know, tax dollars if you want to look at it that way or there's yeah. fundraising efforts that go along with them but i i know there are always people no matter what it is that you do there are always people who are like ah why are we spending all that money on that i can never get out and get a walk anyways i don't feel well enough to do it um you know and there there are legitimate reasons for why you can't i mean you know i wouldn't i baseball f- fields don't matter to me because i can't throw a ball worth a darn you know and yeah. i can't even catch one you know yeah. so uh but so if you have somebody that has kind of that mentality and doesn't quite get it, what would be your approach to helping them see what you see mm-hmm. or, you know, meeting them where they're at and maybe helping them adapt somehow to, well, maybe you can't do this, but could you do this? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, or.
1: Yeah, I think having a conversation with them. um I think when you think about those improvements, um, whether, you know, for the park would be an, it's, it's an investment in our health and an investment in our community. Um, I think the one thing to talk about with them is I, I reference this a lot of my conversations that I'm pretty sure all of us can relate to parks in some way. We can remember the first home run, going to the park with grandma, you know, having those opportunities. But I think talking with them would your grandkids benefit from this or your kids would invest in this? I think it's about leaving and growing up here. What's the legacy you want to leave behind? Um, you may, you, you yourself may have no interest in using this. Um, but would other folks in your family benefit from this? Uh, obviously there's other values of right of, Home values going up, um, you know, around parks or um, thriving communities that will bring in prospering businesses or help grow the business, right? I think there's, there's also the economic impact sure. of, of, of those certain pieces that I often try to talk with more so maybe the business owners about that. Do we really need that? Um, and try to talk to them about the economic impact. Um, That certain these improvements can have, and that's more related to probably bringing in more of the sports tournaments, you know, in that avenue or festivals um, or special events um, on a, on a cow chip level um, or smaller than that. But I think there's trying to talk with them really about here's, here's why we're doing this. This isn't, this isn't just Johnny puts up a park here. There's strong data that says there are national standards. Why we are 42 acres short in our community or why we need X, Y, and Z um, from a, from a community based on our size, that it wasn't just John Lehan, Alan Wildman, and Vicki Bryan got together to say, let's build a park. Right. Um, right so I try right. to explain the data, try to explain my personal story um, and also try to relate with them. How would you use it? How would your family use it? And how would you envision using this park? And if not, I'm curious. I always like to ask, how, how do you recreate? How do you, lower your stress levels how do you get out sure um yeah, nine you, times out of 10 they share something right that's probably right in the wheelhouse right
0: and the ones that really challenge me honestly are the ones that just don't care about it they just they're not they're not willing to budge even that little bit that would say yeah i guess for some folks or you know so that that passion that you have about you know recreation is so vital you know, I mean, that, that's one of its blessings is that mm-hmm. as we recreate more, we become more vital. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, there is a vitality that is a part of that whole thing. And yet, the reality is that there are those that just don't care about it. Is there a. Is there a technique? Is there a mindset that you try to adapt in those? Or is it just, well, if you don't care, then I guess there's no way we can even talk to one another. You know, I mean, because, you know, honestly, that it's like, you know, a lot of issues nowadays, you just, some people just don't care. They don't believe they don't whatever. And I, I find that's, that's one of the hardest challenges for me. Cause it's like, well, I don't even know where to start now. I, you know, you, you you can't even recognize. <laughs> so yeah, I think
1: talking with them, you know, there's physical, mental, and emotional health with that. Don't you want to be well in at least one of those areas? Yeah, that ship has sailed. Yeah, I've heard that know, one before. I think those are tough conversations to have. Those are those are for someone in my personality type is really wanting to make everyone happy and understand when they don't. Those are some things that eat at you a little bit. Yeah, uh, you know, in that understanding. So I try to dig deeper as deep as they'll as deep as they'll let us go um you know with that there's some who just won't reason you know and won't understand how come you're building this or or why did you put in that playground that's not needed down there or why are there so many soccer fields here or however it may be um but i always try to relate it to experiences and that's usually where that's usually where i win and maybe i'm divulging my secrets here but it's just like (laughs) when i if i can hook them and say yes your granddaughter played in that tournament weren't you glad to be there well yeah, well, we don't need this park. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I try to m- make them understand through an experience versus trying to defend taxes or sure. defend, you know, sure. in those pieces. And
0: well, and how do you define need? You know, that's a that's a challenge for me and to, a challenge for other people. Well, how would you determine that you needed to do this? What well, what would be your criteria? Right? Yeah. So yeah, and I
1: think going through them, sharing with them we did a conference about our rec plan and pinpointed these, or we do the needs assessment for uh, programs and what offerings, what's your age, what styles are you looking for, what times of day. We're constantly evolving in recreation and parks, community education, everything all over constantly changes. And so having that data to rely on is very helpful in those defenses to understand, well, why did you offer this program or why would you offer that in, during this time? Um, well, there was, there was a... Eighty-five percent of these folks said sure. they they want to see an activity similar to this sure. realm, sure, and so that helps with the defense. So a little bit of facts, a little bit of heart thrown at them, a little bit of empathy, a little right? bit of empathy, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. having just... you know a really good conversation with them, um, and I just need to leave that and understand. I shared with you everything that I have, and at the end of the day, my phone's always open. Right, call, let's talk. Right, um, and I'm hoping word of mouth is power, right. um, and having you know key supporters, uh, whether it's a Fritz Rittenbach or a Marietta, you know, there's all these people that will continually support. And in a community like this, that is those, that's, that's vital. key strength, right, right?
0: Right. Okay. So I know this is a tough question. You're a young guy, much younger than I. So, but, uh, well, maybe not that much. I don't know. You're one of those guys that you can't really tell how old yeah. you are. I'm guessing 30s, 40s, but who knows? So um, looking forward, I mean, you've got a ways to go in your career. God help you, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that uh, something else doesn't happen in the meantime, Lord knows. Yep. Um, but is there a legacy? Is there something that when you, as you get to the end of your career or as you move through these next years, even now, um, you, are there things that you, you would like to be remembered for? Are there things that you really want to be able to, when you look at the end of it, say, this is what I wanted to accomplish and I didn't quite get there, but I did this. Or, you know, Gosh, you know, I feel like I really – I did do the things I wanted to do for the most part and this is how I want to be remembered now or, you know, I'm thankful, whatever. Um, yeah. But it's – you know, when you think of it as our legacy, you know, what would you like your legacy to be at, in recreation yeah. or your career in general?
1: Yeah. No, I mean that's a great question. And only 10 years in, uh, I hope I have many more years and continue to serve, you know, within this field and I have fully every intention to do that is – Me, I'm not a very individualistic person, Um, so I really want folks to remember that we had a good team together, um, and we really provided a lot of opportunities for all. Um, You know, the legacy that I want to leave behind, I felt like, I feel like right with Culver Community Park, that's an incredible legacy, an incredible champion opportunity that we can leave behind and put our, our effort towards that and many other pieces to continue to grow on, knowing that, when the time is done that we have a thriving recreation department, we have aquatics and after-school club and everybody can register for those activities and it's affordable for all and our parks and open spaces are thriving. They're well kept, they're used, um, by everybody. Um, they're self-supported. Um, so we're not in that financial burden. Um, but certainly just want to make sure that we leave that behind When, when we transition to the next person, um, it's easy. It's an easy transition. Um, but really, I mean, nothing, nothing specifically. I just want to really, I think it's almost like that Cliff Thompson effect, right? (laughs) Of, um, there should be a dictionary, the Cliff Thompson effect yeah. that we could all look at
0: and say, "Yeah, that's it. That's what I want." Right? And so,
1: yeah, you know, and you care for all your people. Um, <laughs> and I want everyone I've ever worked with, or been a part of, or had a partnership with, whether it's in the business, um, that we've partnered through a program or within my own staff, uh, that truly, that every day when when I showed up and we showed up, that we did everything we could to offer an incredible recreational experience, um, and really done a lot of great things. And again, it's, it's kind of crazy. I mean, it's a loaded question because I'm only, I'm, I'm still, I would consider myself young into the career, you know, 10 years in, but the opportunities that have been before me, are incredible. Um, I'm more than blessed uh, through wh- where we've been at from going through referendums within the school district and those projects or those facilities to Culver Community Park, to everything. Um, the support of community alone, just in everything they've done um, in our own world. Um, are there here.
0: bars or is there a bar that you look at and think, you know, this person, whoever it may be, when they got to the end of their career, this was what they. I, I. This is what they got to. This is how they remembered that. I'd, I'd like that too. Yeah. Is there anybody out there that?
1: Yeah. Um, one person I know I can reflect on uh, is Marge Cleansing. So she was my director in Monroe, uh, and she's been there now thirty-five plus years. Um, within that one community, you see that within the community and how she grew that. She stabilized it, and now that's one of the best strong bases within that community. Uh, I really truly envision myself. Doing that here, wanting to make sure it's a long stay of understanding of 30 plus years of recreation and service provided to this community um, with my heart full every day. Giving as much as I can every day, knowing that I want to make sure that every kid an opportunity has the opportunity and adults and everybody um, to experience recreation in some way or our parks in some way. Um, but she's one I looked up to, not just for the time she served, but in the way in which she did it. and and continues to do it and is past retirement age but just loves it wakes up every day and has a passion for her staff or people supported um right she can pick up the phone and call anybody and they'll support a program or they'll they'll rally behind it or they'll give a sponsorship check to that um it's it's not about the money but it's also it's about just like her passion and kind of and kind of where she came at from that standpoint so she's one although two and a half years still talk to her Monthly, you know, trying to connect with her via emails and partnership, sure, sure. you know, in that passion, but uh, really wanting to establish roots within a community and seeing it grow throughout the time and know and look back and say, I think it had a little bit of an effect on that. That would be yeah. really neat. Yeah. Um, Isn't and- it cool
0: how that – you can really tell you, you become very animated as you're talking about Marge. Yeah. And it's like she passed a fire on to you. Mm-hmm. She passed a torch on that uh, if I were a betting man, I would be willing to bet that Marge is probably one of the youngest people you know. Right. Mm-hmm. In terms of just her vitality, her, uh, you know, attack on things, her passion for things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, you know, how, how wonderful that that got passed on, even in two and a half years.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think my transition was that was a hard place to leave. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, even after two and a half years with someone I, I grew to love. Yeah. Um, you know, and had that passion. But she was the one that almost in essence was like the friendly foot out the door to say, you need to do this. Yeah. You need to do this for your family and go. Um, and again, I continue to resource with her and continue to talk with her, um, you know, in those fashions, but, uh, when
0: she could have easily have been a person that said, Oh, I got to hold on to him. He's going to be yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I
1: think, I think there are those pieces, but it's like, then you, <laughs> then you come and now reflect eight years later and just the incredible power and aura of Sock Prairie and understanding that all the incredible things we've done and the people here why, why would you want to transition, you know, away from this and being the, being, being a transplant, you know, from here, um, you know, it took time to learn that understand that and where we're at, but at the rate at which we're improving our community and people are investing in each other and in facilities who would want to go and transition anywhere else. I mean, this community and the location and where we're at, uh, just an incredible, beautiful place to be. Um, Again, I'm just more than blessed to be here.
0: You know, it's interesting. You're talking about this, and I keep thinking over and over again how healthy this all sounds. You know, how we've, we've been talking about, really, health all along, and the mental health, the physical health, the spiritual health that comes from recreating, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I mean, kind of, huh, wow, I wonder why that is, huh? Yeah. So, but John, I can't thank you enough to, to come and, and talk and share of your heart and your passions and your experience. Um, if people wanted to just get a hold of you, what would be a, a way to reach out? You talked about your door is always open, your phone is out, but how, how would they find you? If they want to talk more about it, they just want to get involved. Yep, Where do they they go? just
1: want to reach out. Uh, you can find us at the Sauk Prairie Community Center, 730 Monroe Street, Sauk City, uh, 608-643-8386. You can give us a call um, or certainly send us an email, you know, in that fashion. But uh, again, a cup of coffee right now, socially distanced, but always glad to meet outside and talk with folks. Sure. But uh, again, always glad to talk with community members, talk with business owners, uh, talk about recreation, talk about life, talk about our passions. How can we partner? What can we do next Uh, What's the next big project we want to tackle on Sauk Prairie? Right, right. I hope I'm at that table.
0: Maybe even some warm milk and Hershey's chocolate syrup could be a
1: part of the deal, huh? That sounds incredible. (laughs) Not very healthy, perhaps. (laughs) I know that's not the healthy part. I mean... You know, we got the calcium. We got uh, yeah. Those pieces, we'll know, try details. to rationalize it as best you we know. can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go for those 10,000 steps after that. Exactly. And you'll get those five miles. And right. maybe
0: five before, five after. You can Balance. adapt, right? Balance. You can just adapt. Yeah. So, John, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. John Leon, our uh, director of community education and recreation, uh, just been a joy. And I uh, hope we get together and do this again sometime, okay? Awesome. So take care. Thank you. We'll be right back with our closing comments in just a moment here on Frame of Reference. It's never been a better time to support small businesses and save big with Max FM Big Deals. Discount certificates from the Max FM Big Deals store will save you up to 50% off retail every day of the week. Local restaurants and wineries, healthy living and spa services, gifts for the holidays, and a whole lot more. New deals are added weekly. Check it out now at maxfmbigdeals.com. That's maxfmbigdeals.com. Start shopping and start saving recreation is defined as activity done for enjoyment when one is not working it's derived from middle english french and latin words that all denote a sense of mental or spiritual consolation restoration relaxation and just plain old fun man who can't stand to have a little more of that in their lives right now or at any time as we've noted It's different strokes for different folks, but at the core, it's all about activity done at leisure. No pressure, just release of the same. No expectation beyond that of enjoyment. So where's the rub? It's finding the time, making the time, protecting the time to just do it. Could we all perhaps be a bit more human with and to one another If we changed our frame of reference so that we see recreation as a necessity instead of as a luxury. Take a break. Think about it while you go for a walk, read a book, play pickleball, or build that model railroad layout that you've always dreamed about. Thanks for joining us.